In a moment, um, you're going to be hearing from Simon Warwick. Simon is uh, the guy in charge of the community mentoring program called Coach that we run through LBC. But uh, before he comes along, and I believe we're going to hear from a couple of our LBC mentors as well, I wanted to just, I uh, guess, put, put Coach in, in a bit of context uh, for us all. I, I wanted to put the Coach program in the context of the story of God and humankind and in the context of the faith that many of us have, many of us who are online this morning have, that, that God has shown himself to be who he really is in Jesus. I want to establish that context for us because that's what we actually believe as a church, that God has shown his love most clearly and dramatically and beautifully in Jesus and that this love that God shows in the story of the life of Jesus actually has the power to transform our lives even in some of the messiest places that we find ourselves in. And you know, that transformation most of us would give testimony to, it doesn't necessarily happen perfectly in this life and not necessarily in an ordered fashion and not in a magical, you know, twinkling of an eye way. But nonetheless, we believe that uh, Jesus actually has made a way for us to live in relationships with God and with each other that are characterized by things like love and forgiveness and peace and hope rather than violence and death. And destruction. In our online worship gathering a few weeks ago I read to you a few verses from a letter that Paul had written to the people at Thessalonica and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 he says we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that description of those of us who follow Jesus as people um, of faithful work, of loving deeds and of enduring hope. And I think coach is one of the very practical ways we can be in relationship with, our, with people in our community that um, reflects God's love and it shows us to be people of faithful work, of loving deeds and enduring hope. Now, you're probably quite familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan, but I'll, I'll give it to you in a little bit of a synopsis now, um, just now anyway. So the story goes that a man who was a Jew was uh, got beaten up really badly on a very desolate piece of road. A number of people walked by and decided not to help him, but then a Samaritan stopped to assist him. And you've got to understand that Samaritans and Jews weren't natural allies. So that's already an amazing thing that has happened in that moment. And as soon as the Samaritan decided to stop and help, he was affording that, that Jew, Jewish man who'd been beaten up, some, some protection. I mean, in fact, all the while that the, the guy lay there, as beat up as he was, he was in danger of further attack. Maybe someone would come and give him another kicking just because they could take whatever might have been left on his body. But as, when the Samaritan stopped, he, he gave real, very real and immediate protection to that guy. And of course, he got him transported to a place where he got medical help. And, and the Samaritan also made sure that he had the finances to get the help and care that he needed. He, he really dealt with the full range of the man's physical and economic needs in that moment. And when the story is told, the, the actions of the Good Samaritan are described as actions of mercy. Okay, now if I just want to give a little bit more context to that story. So it's in Luke 10, and if we start back at verse 25, what we read there is this. This is how the story came to be told. 
One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, well, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You're right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. Now, I think it's true to say that most of us who follow Jesus, most Christians, you know, we, we are keen on the idea of helping the needy and the hurting. We get that that's a good thing to do. But I can't help but wonder if sometimes we look at it as a secondary duty, you know, something that we'll get to assuming that there's time and money in the budget and assuming we've dealt with some of the other things that perhaps we think are more important. Maybe things like teaching and evangelism and other things we might add into that space. And I certainly don't want to diminish those things, but I sometimes wonder if we uh, put, put this service, this ministry of mercy at a different level to some of those things. But I'm not sure that we can do that when we read the Bible. Because this parable, along with many other stories and the content of a number of letters in the New Testament, um, really challenged that idea of in any way putting the ministry of mercy lower down the list somehow. You know, there are about 2,000 verses in the Bible about uh, poverty and injustice, a very similar amount to the number of verses there are about money. And people often point to the huge number of verses there are about money to say, okay, what we do with money, how we deal with money really matters to God. It's clear because of, of these verses and clear it's an issue, clearly it's an issue we have to deal with because it's talked about so often. But poverty and injustice, those things hand in hand, they are talked about just about as often as money is talked about. So I want to suggest that the work of mercy is fundamental to being a follower of Jesus. And you know what, when you look back through the story of the Bible, right back through the Old Testament, you can see that that has always been uh, true of God, uh, for the people of God. Down through the ages, God has told his people things like this, do what is right, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. That's in Micah chapter 6 verse 8. And then in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17, he says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. You know, I wonder if in fact the church has conceded a lot of the um, services or, or things that we might describe as, as the ministry of mercy to, to, to secular agencies and authorities. Kind of ironic really, because oftentimes these ministries of mercy have been started by the church, but I wonder if we've handed over too much in that space to secular agencies and authorities, not to try and make it an us and them thing, but I just can't help but wonder if we've got ourselves very busy with some other things like, uh, I've already mentioned, the ministries of evangelism and teaching, and then there's education and worship and, and fellowship. And I want to say all these things are very important. I'm not suggesting we stop giving time and energy to those. But I'm also, I think you probably see, <laughs> suggesting that the ministry of mercy has to be added to those things as very necessary and of equal importance. And that's why I am so excited about and committed to the COACH program here at LBC. It seems to me it's just such an obvious and simple way of being able to be with people at their point of need. 
It's an expression here and now of God's kingdom come into this broken world. It's a reflection of what we've just finished celebrating last weekend at Easter. God coming to be with us at our point of need. God saying to us, I love you. God loves you. And God loves your neighbour. The COACH program is one very practical way we at LBC can be people of faithful work and loving deeds and enduring hope. And I think that remains true even in this crazy pandemic season. In fact, in reality, it's probably even more true. People who were vulnerable before this season are possibly even more vulnerable now. And of course, more people will now find themselves in vulnerable situations. But you know, pandemic or not, we are all hardwired for relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with each other. And the COACH program gives us opportunity to step in helpful and positive ways into relationship with people in our community.